gentlemen welcome to the show this is the second installment of the is what quickie series and as mentioned last week in the first is what quickie and you can probably tell a little bit by the title these episodes are designed to be short to the point you know maybe 10 15 minutes a little bit easier Uh, but this week i want to talk about something that happened decades ago but it's still being debated by the scientific community today And it may very well be the proof that we are not alone in the galaxy. But before I get going on that, I do want to tell you all to go check out the Is What Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. That is going to be at Is What Podcast. I-S-W-U-T-T Podcast. Facebook.com slash Is What Podcast. And now, I've actually just put all of our episodes and shorties and a couple clips on the is what podcast YouTube page. So when you're on YouTube, you can go ahead and search is what podcast and you should have a list of everything there. And if you really like what I'm doing and you want to support the show, head on over to anchor.fm slash is what once again, that's anchor.fm slash I S W U T T and you can donate. So that way I can help you can help and assist me when i'm saving up i'm going to be trying to get a new mixing board some new microphones with a multiple mic setup so that way i can have some fun and exciting guests in here and we can provide the overall highest quality product for you so with that being said let's go ahead and get down to it so from 1963 to 1998 there was a telescope that was located on the grounds of the perkins observatory at ohio wesleyan university And this particular telescope was called Big Ear. And it was used by the Ohio Sky Survey. And it was designed really to search the sky and try to find any extraterrestrial radio waves that may be out there. So Big Ear was a part of the Ohio State University SETI program. For those of you that don't know what the SETI program is, it stands for the Search for Extraterrestrial Intelligence. So it's a group of people that are always looking into the sky, trying to find anything out of the ordinary that could potentially be an indicator for extraterrestrials. On the night of August 15th, 1977, at a little bit after 11 p.m. local time, the Big Ear Telescope actually picked up a radio signal from space. And it wasn't just any signal. It wasn't a quick little blip. It lasted 72 seconds. So it's been nearly 50 years since that signal was picked up from the telescope, and it's still largely unexplained. There have been some attempts to explain exactly what this signal was, but most of the time, those explanations can be debunked because of the amount of potential evidence and all the things that really fell into place in one specific way. It seems a little bit too good to be true. So when you come in and try to explain one reason why, there are two or three different pieces of evidence that point in a different direction to throw it off the scent. So with this 72-second signal that came in from space, if we were to potentially re-record this or find this signal again and we could reproduce this, I think that would really be one of the greatest discoveries in human history 
because that would all all but confirm that we're not alone in the galaxy. But the signal has been the backbone of many arguments that intelligent alien life is indeed out there. So in 1977, on that specific night, there was actually nobody at the Big Ear Telescope that was monitoring it actively. So it was largely automated. So after a few different days, the telescope would use these printouts and it would print out all of the data that it was receiving and then they would be picked up and dropped off somewhere for someone to skim through and see if there was anything out of the ordinary. So these specific printouts uh, were, like I said, periodically picked up and in this specific instance were dropped off at one Dr. Jerry Amen at his house so he could look over the data that was collected and after a few days he received these printouts and he started going through them and then he noticed the signal. So the signal read as 6EQUJ5. And still to this day, it was the strongest signal that was picked up while the Big Ear Telescope was active. So when Dr. Amon saw this, he wrote, wow, in big capitalized letters in red ink right next to the signal, and he circled it. And that's why we call it the wow signal. So after analyzing the data, it seems that the signal is very much in line with what we would expect a signal to look like coming from another civilization. And there are a few things that really are, like I said, in favor of this signal having come from another civilization. So first off, it's going to be the signal strength. It's something that we hadn't seen before and we haven't seen since. So when you look at 6EQUJ5, that's not just some random letters and numbers that are thrown together. It's actually an explanation of the signal strength. So the system for Big Ear uses 0 through 9, followed by A through Z, to register the strength of the signals that are coming from space compared to all of the background noise around it. So if there's nothing that's picked up, then there won't even be a 0 there because it's just, you know, the noise of space, as it should be. So 0 is going to represent a signal strength that is 0 to 1 times stronger than the background noise. Number one would show something one to two times stronger. Number two would be two to three times stronger and so on and so forth than all of the background noise. So if you were to follow this, then eventually you get to letter A because it's zero through nine followed by A to Z. So A would be 10 to 11 times stronger. B would be 11 to 12. C would be 12 to 13 times stronger and so on and so forth. Now the wow signal goes all the way up to U, which indicates that this signal is 30 times stronger than the background noise. And upon hearing the wow signal, oftentimes people wonder if there is some message that we can try to decipher from the signal that is incoming. And the answer is no. It's, it is simply a radio wave. But when I say simply a radio wave, that doesn't by any means mean that it is less unique and important than we had discussed in the very beginning here. So it didn't even it didn't even seem like it was something that would come from a, a radio station. It was just an interrupted radio wave. And the reason why the signal, you know, if you look at 6EQUJ5, essentially we start to pick up the signal and it rises in strength and we hit the peak of it with U and then it starts to drop back down. So the reason why the signal actually rose and fell 
was due to the bigger telescope is in a fixed position on Earth, and the rotation of Earth swept right past where the signal was being sent from. So one thing that we do know is that because of the rising and falling signal, we were actually in the portion of moving because our telescope was fixed to the Earth, moving with the rotation of the Earth, but the signal was coming from a fixed point out in the cosmos. If this was an interference from some piece of machinery or technology on Earth, the signal wouldn't rise and fall in the way that it did because the big ear is designed in a very specific way to detect certain signals from space. The second thing uh, really that is showing that the, the wow signal is coming from another civilization was the frequency of the signal. The exact frequency that was determined by Dr. Amen was 1420.4556 megahertz. What does that mean? When I first heard that, I thought, I have no idea. That means nothing to me. That just is a bunch of numbers followed by megahertz. Uh, but the reason why this frequency is so important is because if you wanted to send a signal out into the galaxy to possibly find other civilizations you would want to send a signal out that has the highest chance of being picked up by all of these other civilizations, right? And the 1420 signal at 1420 megahertz is exactly that. So SETI, the SETI scientists have identified that 1420 megahertz is the most likely frequency to be picked up by any other civilization. In fact, 1420 megahertz is considered a protected frequency by an international agreement. This means that no one is supposed to be broadcasting any radio waves at that frequency so we can keep the air clear so we can study the waves that may be incoming at that frequency. Now, some people have brought up, well, what if it was something like a spy satellite that was in orbit that may have caused this? But the problem is, why would it be a spy satellite? It would be painfully obvious if there was a spy satellite floating in our orbit broadcasting at 1420 megahertz, because everyone with one of these radio uh, telescopes would be able to pick this up. So there'd be no reason for that. So, you know, when people are saying, well, maybe it was something that was in our orbit, not necessarily the case. And that is going to be covered right now. So the third reason why the signal might point to an extraterrestrial civilization is that the signal received matched the antenna pattern of the Big Ear Telescope. So this means whatever gave off the signal that came in that we were able to pick up on that evening, it could not have been in a lower the lower atmosphere or even as close as the moon. Anything from the moon or closer would not have matched the antenna of the Big Ear Telescope. So even so, we decided to check all of the boxes and make sure it wasn't something. So all public satellites were checked and none of them were in the area, in the orbit where the signal was coming from at the time. And not only that, none of them were giving off the same signal. So these are all reasons why the wow signal certainly seems like it could have come from an extraterrestrial entity. One more thing of note is the signal came at just over 1420 so it was 1420.4556 megahertz which indicates that it very well could be something that would be moving in our direction possibly so the remainder of the signal that was above the 1420 means that the object emitted that remainder 
they could have been moving at potentially 10 kilometers a second towards us. Now, while that's not very fast by the standards of space, to put that into perspective, the Voyager 2 satellite is headed away from us going 15 kilometers a second. So not not a very fast object, whatever gave the signal off. And the other thing, really, the wow signal seems like it definitely could have been from intelligent origin. And that's because of the fact that it was a narrow band signal. So this means that the signal didn't leak over into broadcasting on any other frequencies. It was specifically at that 1420 broadcast frequency. So it it seems like this is something that certainly comes from a an intelligent design because nature doesn't tend to produce these narrow band signals all that often and in the very specific circumstances in which it does there are other things that are observable at that time and none of the other effects of those circumstances were of note when the wow signal was picked up so the highest producer of this narrow band technology is technology so this gives even more credibility to the theory that the signal may have been from another civilization so there you go there you got it the big ear telescope and the wow signal now for those of you that are super excited and interested and want to dive more into this and are ready to pack up the car hop in and drive all the way to ohio to go check out this big ear telescope i hate to burst your bubble and ruin your plans but do not bother because in the late 90s the telescope was indeed demolished to make way for a golf course that's right a golf course but with that being said thank you very much for listening in this has been is what quickie number two the big ear and the dark sky so thank you for joining us and we will uh catch you really soon on one of these next episodes i'll say what's up to that